Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today I'm going to show um, we have a graduated film student. That's me. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's a wonderful human being. Um, she has um, a, some very personal stories and um, she applies them into her film work and I just think that's really awesome. So we're going we're gonna to just get down to the nitty gritty tonight with Alex Hardman. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. How was your day today? It was fine. I was just went, I went to work. Same old bullshit. Yeah. Serving. Cantina. Cantina. Tequila. Tacos. Right. Ooh, Ooh. Fancy. Yeah. But it was boring. Monday morning at a taco margarita tequila bar. Oh, There's not much action going on. Yeah, so. a little bit. I'm not, yeah, the only time I've ever really been to cantina is when I've been on bar crawls. Cause like my friends and I would always do Third Street. Um, for some reason, like the bars are the best there on bar crawls, but because it's not like crowded like Water Street is, but you can still have a really good time with a lot of people. Um, yeah, but um, I feel that I've been here all day. Um, been up uploading some past episodes. I did another one earlier today and now I'm ready to drink some sangria. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this big ass bottle. Yeah. It was like five ninety nine. Really? you know, a big really? spender. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. That's my budget. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looked good to me. So good shit. Like, let's go for it. Where do you go for your alcohol? Like Gilbert's or something? Gilbert? No, I was actually out picking tape. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, Pick and Save usually has my favorite like beer, case of beer deals, but it's not ever like Pick and Save's not in walking distance from my house, so. Okay, yeah. I, just, I have a car. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm bougie. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'm driven to that one day. Well, cheers. Cheers. Hmm. That's oh, good. It's like juice. Yeah. yeah. Just like juice. I love it. Yeah, I feel like I'm having like uh, I feel like I'm on Shabbat right now. You know, like, uh, for Shabbat, I would always go to my rabbi's house and he'd have like this, it's called Manischewitz. It's like mm -hmm. this really like sweet, bare, like barely alcoholic wine, mm -hmm. um, but this tastes exactly like that. Well, it's delicious. It reminds me of every time, not every time I go on vacation, but the last few times I go, like I always try to find rooftop bars and I get sangria. Like there one time, go. me and my friend Paige, that was like our dinner. Like we just... Ordered a big old thing of sangria and, like, and a rooftop. And a rooftop. Right? <laughs> and that's all that we needed for dinner. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, vacation. Were you well nourished? <laughs> How'd the rest of that night go? You know, I don't remember. It was probably great. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing. <laughs> good. Um, all right. So, Alex, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk about love and fear. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very overarching topic, but um, given that um, you know, you're a film student and specifically with UWM's film department, like the, the way people like, I, and I took a couple film classes at UWM, decided it wasn't for me, but, mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's a great department in the sense that it, I feel like it makes um, its students, you know, think very outside of the box, like right. conceptually. Mm -hmm. um, it's very interpretive um, and, it also 
um, it drives you to bring a lot of like your own personal experiences and personal like um, biases um, into you know kind of what you decide to make your films about Mm -hmm. Um, and case in point you made a film that was very heavily impactful and um, I would love for you to uh, for one just tell people about what your senior thesis was about all right so the film was called Quinn and Ezra get an abortion my favorite thing is just telling people that like like, especially okay so you know I'm a server so people ask me what do you do besides this. So I'm like, I'm a filmmaker. And they're like, what's the last big film you made? And I'll be like, oh, it's Quinn and Ezra getting an abortion. And the people's face like, oh. Well. <laughs> and then you can just see they don't know how to react. It's very straight to the point. It is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's a comedy. And then I throw them in for another loop. They're like, oh, a comedy about an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's like, that's no laughing matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, for the most part, people have been pretty supportive. I've never really heard too many negative comments. I'm sure there have been. They haven't been in my face, so naturally, whatever. But I mean, the whole idea obviously came from like my personal experience. Like I had an abortion when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really shitty time, you know. Yeah. Um, but looking back, like I like I had no frame of reference for anything. Like what was going to happen. Like, I just had to figure it all out on my own. So I thought about it. I mean, why is there not really any, like, media, like, positive media about something that happens to one in four women? I mean, this happens, you, like, you know, I mean, obviously you know me, you, you yeah. know, but all of you watch, you know someone. I, you know someone. Shit, I, I didn't <laughs> even know it was that prevalent. Yeah, and that's when, like, I've just, more and more people start opening up to me then. I, I've had random people come up to me and talk to me about their experience and which is literally the most touching thing in my life but you know at first it was going to be something more serious you know i wasn't thinking about making it a comedy right away Mm -hmm. but i will say comedy is definitely something that i think i'm pretty good at right yeah you're pretty hilarious (laughs) thank you yeah um but then i pitched the idea basically I don't, not incorrectly, but my producer, who is now my boyfriend, Kaz, he Shout out Kaz Vuries. He's um, a, he's a gem. Yeah, he's pretty dope. I met him at, uh, that, that time we were at Axel's. Yes, that was a fun day. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, continue. <clears throat> anyway, so he was like, oh, it's kind of like Juno, but she doesn't have the baby. And I was like, Juno, but she doesn't have the baby. What? <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what I meant, yeah. <laughs> even though it wasn't what I meant. It was definitely going to be something more serious. It was probably going to be experimental because that was my, I would say my first like half of my college experience, everything was very experimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that intro film class uh, we took, I remember it was like, we watched all these really bizarre experimental movies and shorts and like we watched a clip of uh, Blue Velvet yep. and then we watched like that really weird chopped and screwed to kill a mockingbird scene mm-hmm. um, and like the whole time you're just like like what what's what the fuck yeah like literally like what am I getting myself into and that's kind of what at the time like sort of um, sort of made me distance myself from like what I like I'm no I love film still do love movies to death but um, but like this is far much like out of like 
my caliber of like you know what yeah. I what I like about films. Yeah, I UWM guess. is definitely like an art-based school, not like a Hollywood-based yeah. film. Which is which is I think a, it's a good thing. It's a good know? thing. It's a it's a good thing. It's a there, there's I mean there's negatives. Anyway, there's we, some pretentious- that could be like a whole oh, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some pretentiousness that comes with that, where it's like, oh, like, we're art, we do art films, we don't do, like, Hollywood, flashy, like, anything. I think a lot of technical skills are missed out on, especially people who, I don't know, like, there are people who come in from high school who just, like, know everything already, and, like, they just were already, like, I don't know, they had access to the equipment when they were younger, or, or whatever it is, but then there are people who, I, I can meet, like me, I feel like I kind of got- like sure, my artistic side was very much challenged, but I feel like they didn't—they didn't do much that you like even the basic, like how to use a camera. Mm-hmm. Just like, shouldn't that be like the first? Yeah, thing? <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's what hands-on, like behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. Yeah. So that stuff gets kind of, I think, lost in the sauce. Sure. 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 But anyway, um, going back. So, uh, we were talking about, like, you were going to make it experimental first, and then it became right. a comedy. Then it became a comedy. Um, I'm going to explain, like, the pre- <laughs> premise of what it ended okay. up becoming. Yeah, so, it basically became a story about a woman named Quinn, a young woman. She just, like, got, I think I wrote that she had just gotten out of college or whatever. And her childhood best friend, like, one night got, like, super wasted and, like, slept together. And, you know, when you're wasted, a lot of times you don't use protection. Shame. But anyway, so, you know, so it starts out with her basically just, like, she invites him over and she just tells him, like, she's pregnant. And then one thing that I really liked that I did was that I kind of, like, flipped. Okay, I feel like a lot of media shows, like, maybe, like, the woman, like, freaking out and not knowing what to do. But in my scenario, I showed, like, the dude freaking out and, like, Quinn was just very, like, she knew. She knew what she was gonna do because I knew what the fuck I was gonna do yeah. right away. There was no way in hell <laughs> I was gonna be a mom at eighteen. Not that I like. I commend everyone who hey, does that. Shout out moms at eighteen. Yes. Yeah. Shout out moms even younger than that. Like, it's an incredibly shout it's out moms. A brave and, thing to do. It was just. I mean, Mother's Day was just yesterday. We gotta shout out all moms for just all of the obstacles they face, you know, yeah. in every sense. But also not to downplay those that choose not to be not a mom. To, right. Because sometimes it's like you're doing a disservice to the kid, too. It's like... And I would have been. My boyfriend was, at the time, not now, was extremely abusive in, like, every sense of the word. Like, physically and mentally. Like, black eyes, that type of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to have that as a father figure and then you know and not even for that kid that I could have had but for me to have to be like somewhat tethered to him for the rest of my life like fuck that like I knew at the time <laughs> no <laughs> just yeah. wasn't gonna play so that's why I did it that way in the film like and I, I feel like that's another thing like just media makes it seem like a oh, women struggle with it like do I get an abortion do I not no a lot of people know right away that they're doing it, you yeah, know? It's right. not really that hard of a choice for a lot of people. Right, yeah, You know, sure. and it shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't make women feel so guilty that they should have to be, like, thinking forever on the fence about it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, anyway, she has to raise money for it because she's broke like the rest of us. Um, abortion's gonna be extremely expensive. Um, I was super lucky. Uh, Planned Parenthood is an amazing, amazing place, and um, 
for my first payment at all because you know you have to go a couple times it's not just like a one and done thing yeah um i left my credit card at home and so i started like bawling because i was just freaking out you know the whole thing is it's an uncomfortable situation obviously and the woman at the counter was just like hey don't worry about it it's on us today like literally i didn't have to pay that is Incredible. I like, what the like, fuck? Your abortion's shit. on us today. Like, don't worry about it. And the whole thing wasn't on them, but that first, like, visit was, and it was just, I mean, just to, like, yeah. hear, like, okay, so I knew right away I was in good hands. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, anyway, gosh, I, I kind of made this film, it's been, like, almost pretty much a, a year ago now. It screened, like, last year, so. Yeah. Not that details are fuzzy, but a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then it ends, like... It ends, I show the abortion. Um, I Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people did, you know, because... I feel like people only know the one way to have an abortion, and that's where they kind of, like, the traditional way, where they just kind of, like, suck it out of you. But that's not the kind I had. I had, um, it's called the medical abortion. So you basically take a pill at home. Okay. Um, and then you shit it out. <laughs> so basically I had like the worst diarrhea of my life. <laughs> like just, I had to like, I became like heat flashes. Like I stripped naked. Um, this was like maybe the one nice thing my boyfriend did for me at the time. He like stayed in the bathroom while I was shitting myself. Oh, wow. um, because I, it definitely was not something I could have like handled alone and I'm sure women have had to mm-hmm. which is insane mm-hmm. because I mean it's not pleasant it 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 feels like you're sick basically I mean yeah. like with a terrible stomach flu of some kind right. you know um so I decided to show it but I also made it funny I played uh, Tchaikovsky's 1812 which is the song that goes yeah, that song. Yeah. So I played that. I had it was like a close up on Quinn's face and then Ezra's face and like him like coaching her through it and her just like dying and like you know I wanted her to be naked at first but then my poor actress didn't you know I understand I'm yeah. gonna respect her right she, yeah sure. she didn't want to go all the way down but I tried to make it as like authentic in that manner as I could like hey well once actor once the actors uh, got contract involved and like uh, you know getting getting uh when that when that big money is involved it's like they'll do things they're not necessarily comfortable yeah. doing well i did pay her i paid her you know i'm okay. a good person hey good, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well actually i hired her through my friend joe scow he's a um, casting director in milwaukee shout out joe scow um he also does crypto kitties so if you guys like cryptocurrency i went through casting with him um, so I hired someone from outside of Milwaukee. She was from the Chicagoland area. So it was super cool working with, you know, I feel like a lot of, not that it's a problem, but a lot of Milwaukee talent, like, gets recycled a lot. So it does get boring seeing the same people over and over again yeah. in people's, like, shorts films. And, right. and, like, and, like, even, like, the guy who played Ezra, which I love him too, Hunter West, you're a cool guy. He's in everyone's shit, though. I mean, it's because he's very talented, which is why yeah. I cast him, you yeah. know, he fit the part perfectly there was no way I wasn't but I mean he's in every he's in everything sure I feel like so sure. you know it was nice having like a fresh face um but she was super I don't know she was awesome she 
I mean, to take on, it's a, it was a big role to take on, I feel like. Um, you know, Joe was even telling me when he was sending it out to um, agencies that, you know, some actresses just wouldn't even, like, you know, they didn't want to be portrayed as the person having an abortion, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Just like, you're boring. I don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so she did an excellent job. She really did. You know, she wasn't who, she definitely played the part different than I guess I was imagining. Mm-hmm. But once I saw the way she was like bringing the character to life, I was like, okay, you gotta let, you, as a director, you have to let your actors bring in their own sense of the character. Oh, of course. Um, as someone, I don't really act very much anymore, but I was very heavily involved in theater when I was younger. And I just remember I had this one director who, she would literally, just everything she made you do, she blocked it out to a T. It just took all of like the enjoyment and the fun out of acting. Like, why aren't you just doing it then? You know what yeah, I mean? You know, yeah. you just go up there and play the whole fucking show if you're gonna direct me to the like tiniest little movements. Because yeah. then there's no... But the micromanaging. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Which is something, you know, you, you kind of have to learn as a director then, I feel like, to maybe let go of your... Not completely of your whole vision and your presumptions of the characters that you made, but to allow that to expand into something else. Right. Because, you know... Just letting that, that like, the, the personal flair of your actors kind of um, do do a lot of the magic and yeah. I think that's what I mean that's what brings so many movies to life just based on who's portraying them it it's really like, does if someone is not naturally funny like just by their nature then they're probably going to struggle being funny in a scripted role yeah you know and another thing I felt like I had to let go is as a writer director because you know I wrote a very lengthy script my script was probably Oh gosh, 20 to 30 pages long and a page generally translates to one minute on the screen and for short films it's just kind of agreed upon in general that they really shouldn't be over 15 minutes and even that's pushing it. Mm -hmm. You know like 10 minutes is really that sweet spot you want to get. So I filmed all this stuff and I created this whole story and then to just have to wipe out full scenes for my final product was something that was just like, ugh, super painful, you know? Like, just so many moments that I thought like, well, that just made the whole film. And then yeah. someone telling you, but you need to get rid of it. It's just yeah. kind of like, like, ugh. But it was true, you know? I don't know. You gotta cut it down to get to like, just the yeah. sweet stuff. I was just say, Planned Parenthood is also not harvesting organs or limbs or you know, half of us, like me, are shitting it out. How are they, they're going in my toilet? <laughs> yeah. well, they're not doing that, yeah. you know? It's just, there's so much just like fake news, if you will, around what an abortion is and like how much a fetus can feel and what diabolical Planned Parenthood is doing to yeah. harvest these organs. So I was just telling, um, so a couple episodes ago, I was talking to, um, it's like my two friends uh, that like are really involved in like women's issues. They were so we were talking about fake abortion clinics and how so like scary bullshit. Yeah, so I back home like um, there's a Planned Parenthood that just opened a couple of doors down from our house um, back in Illinois, 
And um, like literally the lot right next to that Planned Parenthood is like one of those fake clinics. They're always next to each other. Yeah. They're and, next to each other. Yeah. And, and the way those operate is pretty despicable too, because it's like subtracting that autonomy from, from, from a woman and basically trying to they guilt trip you. Yeah. Well, they're, tr yeah, they're trying to use that kind of, um, they're trying to weaponize that that experience and yeah, make you try to look towards other alternatives because it's like more humane or moral based on like a faith, mm -hmm. a faith backed thing. And I think a lot of it is just it's it's a it's a way to keep tradition alive, to keep to keep power in the hands of the powerful and to keep um and to keep those like quote-unquote religious principles indoctrinated into our society where like you know things are things are supposed to be a certain way because it's <coughs> it's how it's how we understand life to operate, but mm -hmm. but that's just not the society we live in anymore. You know, like the last in the last century, we've revolutionized social justice. You know, whether it be feminism or like or um, like the civil rights movement with race or with like LGBT issues or with you, you name it. Like we have we've made arguments for for basically anything that doesn't hurt another person you have the right to do for yourself because it makes you happy and it it allows you to actualize your own being mm -hmm. and and that still leaves like the question of abortion up to up to the carrier like if you want to do this then by all means, you should have the right to, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Like, if, right. if, if, if it's against your own personal, like, if it's your prerogative either way. Yeah, if someone so, tried to force you to have an abortion, like, what the? Right. Like, no. Like, for one, no. that's going to make you want to have the baby, because anytime you try to force someone to do anything, right. that just makes the resistance stronger. Yeah. And we're just, it's a choice for anyone to, at all, just to have the option. You know, no one should be forced to have a baby. No one should be forced to not have a baby, you know? So... Yeah. It's so, all about choice. So did you, yeah. So did, did you, did you like, know that your film is going to be about this, like, right away? I knew I wanted to make this film for my senior, like, a film about abortion for my senior thesis anyway, since I was, like, a sophomore. Like, that's when that idea first pops in my head. I mean, they kind of drill it into you when you first go to film school, like, oh, your senior thesis, your yeah. big thing. So I always be like, what the hell am I gonna make? So sophomore year, I got, <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over cold. But that's when I kind of first thought I would do it. Back then, definitely, like I said, my ideas were gonna be, it was gonna be way more experimental, way more serious and experimental. Mm -hmm. um, but then it just evolved into something completely different. and. Honestly, I, I love that it became a comedy because it, you know, it's serious. Like, the abort, abortion is serious, but it's not that serious. You know, it's just not that serious, you know? Like, it, people, it, it just shouldn't be, 
as big of a hush hush big deal. It's more as like it is. it's like almost more serious to the people around the person having. Mm -hmm. you know. And and not to say it because like for some women I know they grapple with it, you know. But for other women like me, I didn't grapple with it. I didn't like I. You know, it wasn't fun. Obviously, it wasn't fun. But I never was like questioning I mean, whether or not I was doing was right or wrong. You mean shitting your brains out wasn't fun? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> but like, I knew right away, man, that this is what I was doing. The harder part has just been the people around me. Like when you brought up the fake clinics. So on Farwell, there is a pregnancy care center that's one of those fake yeah, ones. Yeah, I've seen it. And then there's a place across the street where I, I don't even know if they do abortions there, honestly, but there's always protesters there. Just always. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I went to, because I went to the Planned Parenthood on, like, in, like, more of the downtown area. I don't remember exactly which street it was on. I think it's by Jefferson somewhere, maybe. Sure, yeah. Um, but there was, there was, there was a dude out there just, like, fucking hounding me. And it's just like, you know, there are other services here, sir. Like, right. yes, you're right. I am here for abortion. But you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's other fucking shit here. Right. And, and people's, and like, those abortion services aren't even paid for by tax dollars no, either. No, they're not. Not at all. They fund <laughs> the other parts of Planned Parenthood. Things that are life-saving for alive women. You know, not fetuses. But, you know, like, cancer screenings. And, you know, that's how I got my birth control, which has... I mean, obviously helped me not become pregnant again, but has also, I mean, I was suffering from severe cramps. There would be nights that I woke up in the middle of the night, literally, basically it felt like, I, I likened the experience of the cramps that I had to me like literally having the abortion and shitting myself. Like I'd be on the toilet, I would strip naked. My mom would give me like cooling rags. I had to go on an ambulance once. Oh my God. Like it, the ambulance got like stalled and by the time they like fixed it, I was okay. So luckily I didn't get charged because ambulances are expensive because I never left my house. But like <laughs> they, they were they were bad, you know. I, I probably have endometriosis, you know. And my birth control, like, I mean, I still get cramps. But when I get them, they're not nearly as bad as anything I experienced before I was on birth control. So I mean, Planned Parenthood does a lot. Shout out Planned Parenthood. Yeah, shout out Planned Parenthood. Wonderful work y'all do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and also just for everyone out there that's supporting Planned Parenthood, um, that are speaking out for it, um, very important service that um, you know many struggling women need. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm just really, really proud of you. Um, I couldn't imagine I've been in your situation, and it's like, you know. Especially when like so much of the world is against you and like trying to, I see with these like bills that they're passing in the South, like trying to criminalize what, you know, some, what you did, like what. Yeah, I could literally be in jail for like my life right now if I would have done this now in Georgia, you know, and it's just like. Yeah. That's terrifying and they're trying to criminalize people who leave the state to do it too it's like you're trapped if you're a citizen there you're and it's just that trapped. it's just it's that it's just that like hierarchical power power uh system where it's like you know the that it's the people that think that society should still be organized by categories mm -hmm. and they want to impose that sense of control over like 
female autonomy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is slowly dying out, but surely. Um, sadly, we do- Climate change doesn't kill us first. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, and like, we, we, you know, we, we may have like backwards attractors like states like Georgia that, you know, pass bills like that. Um, and like, even things with like Indiana's like Religious Freedom Act and other, other states that have passed such issues like we may have like you know a lot of backwards positions that um, that may like pass through states, but at the end of the day, like our society has become so revolutionized about like rallying around progressive causes and like voices are louder than ever right now and like um, like people are and thanks to Thanks to that, like, you have more people speaking up than ever, <coughs> speaking out than ever about their personal experiences, and those help people going through the same things. So, with that, like, you know, going back to what you said earlier, like, you you helped a lot of people, um, and you that wasn't even in your that wasn't your intention. Your intention was to make a film for your film class, and. Uh, and to make one for myself. Yeah, and to, yeah, exactly. And to do something that was, you know, true to yourself. But you ended up impacting people, and uh, that it, that in essence is like, you know, that that that's strength, and that shows that like you're doing something that other people have been through, and other people can relate to, and other people are very sensitive to, but in a way that you know they're. You know, you make them feel more comfortable and more at home, and that's the important part, though. It really is because when I think back, like you know, I didn't open up. My sister knew, and my boyfriend knew, and I was doing it alone. I literally, like, you know, I was in Milwaukee too at that time, my first year here. I didn't know the city at all, so I'm like taking like the city bus for the first time mm -hmm. to Planned Parenthood, all alone going there, and it's just like if I felt comfortable enough to tell my mom how much easier this all would have been for me. I probably, she probably would have came to me, driven me down, yeah, yeah. and I didn't get, I, and she knows about it now, like my whole family does, but you know, I didn't tell her until like maybe half a year later and I'm just like drunk and crying to her about it. And like, just to see her and to like, see how upset she was that she wasn't there like with me and for me, it's just like, well, I had nothing around me at all to tell me that this was something I could share with anyone. like. I grew up going to church and like hearing, you know, like how wrong it was. I even, you know, I, in high, I was a dumbass in high school. I remember, I was just like, yeah, I remember being in like youth group, probably like my freshman year, so I'm like 14, and like they had us do a debate like pro life, pro choice, and I'm like 99 to 100 percent sure that I was like pro life, <laughs> and just like because of the bullshit that they were feeding me. Mm -hmm. And then so I, I, you know, I saw a tweet earlier that was like, Catholic girls be like, I, I wasn't Catholic, I was Orthodox, but same thing I feel like applies like, I hate abortion, and then they go on and they have one in secrecy or something. And I like chuckle, cause I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we do. Because you know what, we were literally shamed into like thinking that it was some horrible, murderous 
thing, yeah. you know? And it's just... It's not like you're going out massacring all the unborn fetuses, like... It's just... No. Yeah, it's it just... It's, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's not... You ever see, do you watch South Park at all? I do. Have you seen that South Park episode where Christopher Reeve is like, um, it's like an older episode, but he's like, he is like regaining his strength from stem cells, and he's just like grabbing like all these random like aborted fetuses, and he's literally slurping the stem and cells out. And that's literally what pro-lifers think with, yeah. the, uh, with Planned Parenthood like harvesting organs, and it's like... Like that's what they were. That's what they were lampooning in that episode. <laughs> yes, is it sure was. people making it fun? People making such a bigger deal out of it than it actually is. It's like not like you're cracking open a fetus and sucking the fucking life juices out. Yeah, of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good episode. Um, yeah. Good. All right, Alex. There we go. What keeps you up at night? Uh, fuck. Depression. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, well, hey, same though. You know, we we get those we get <laughs> those demons at night. Yeah, they <laughs> kick in. Um, what puts you to sleep? Weed. Common answer. Um, it's the truth. Right. Yeah. And melatonin sometimes. Nyquil if I'm sick. Word. Well, <laughs> all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> drugs, yes. Yeah, essentially. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, support Planned Parenthood. Um, Call your congressman if you live in a state where they're like, heartbeat bill. <laughs> yeah. And seriously, just like, if you are faced with that experience, you know, do Message what... Message me. Yeah, Alex Hardman... <laughs> She's been through it. She fucking knows that shit. I talk to you. I and she made a comedy film out of it. I did watch my film. I'll send, just be like, hey, can you send me that film? You don't even have to tell me you're getting an abortion. Just be like, hey, I kind of want to watch that. I'll post a link to it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, we'll see you next time. One, two, three, four. Mr. Nice Guy.